Hello and a very happy new year. Welcome to stage door number 11. My name is Rob Harris. And I'm Alex Mins. And we thought because it's the first one of 2019, we thought we'd just better remind you if you're tuning in for the first time who the hell we are. Yeah, I think that's probably a good idea. I think so. Yeah. So uh, I am a broadcast journalist and a theatre lover. And I thought to myself, (laughs) why don't we do a podcast about what I love the most, the theatre? Because there wasn't one out there for me at the time. That's my story. Okay, thank you. Uh, My story is that Rob had that very great idea and then said, Al, do you want to come and sit with me and record something about a podcast that we both love about theatre? I was like, yes, please. I'd love to do that because I'm an actress and a voiceover artist. There we go. There we are. There we are. Full stop. (laughs) Uh, Thank you to everybody who has been listening over the festive period. You can tell uh, our, our little numbers went up. And I Did say little, our little numbers went up because there's not, not much else to do over Christmas, is there? So, so you, they were looking they, for the theatre podcast that they could listen to and they're like, oh, I must tune in to this exciting new podcast. Exactly. Yeah. So thank you. Uh, and do spread the word. We are going to try and up our efforts with social media this year. That can be a New Year's resolution. But yes. um, we are still only number 11, so we're still quite young. I think, yeah. yeah. Come on. Give us a chance to grow and blossom. And of course, don't forget, you can always email us at thestagedoorwithrobandal at gmail.com for any suggestions or even if you would like us to come and have a little chat with you. We have a very exciting interview uh, with an actor next week more of that a little bit later but meanwhile to this week so it's a bit of a bumper 2019 preview yep we've got what's about to close get your skates on to go and see those and what's about to open we're going to look ahead to some star turns later in the year a quick panto review and also a haunted history as a west end theater gets a huge transformation and a big broadway record broken yes we travel across the big sea to find out what's going on over there as well in the meantime uh, you went to see something that we've spoken a little bit about before and has yes. had lots of mixed reviews, hasn't it? Yeah, I went. To, I eventually got my way over to the Bridge Theatre and went to go and see A Very, Very Dark Matter, which starred Jim Broadbent. That was just before Christmas. Not very festive, I have to say, no. but um, I was feeling the need. I actually, it's closed now, so I just wanted to say I really enjoyed it. I, I, it's only in a, It was only an hour and a half long. It was very dark. The stage design was... Was it very, very dark? Very, very dark. dark. In fact, it was a very, very dark matter. Um, (laughs) The design was awesome. I really liked the story behind it. Um, Yeah, I just thought it was a very interesting concept. So, yes, you can't go and see it because it's closed. It closed two days ago. No, but I was interested to hear that you thought it was okay because (laughs) the reviews were really mixed. But that just goes to show, doesn't it? All art is very subjective. And my opinion doesn't generally cross the rest of the board. But, Yeah. yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought he was very good as well, Jim Broadbent. From the pictures I saw of it, the sets looked pretty impressive. Yeah, there was lots of... It was basically set in um, Hans Christian Andersen's attic room and there was a cage in the middle of the room and there were dolls hanging down. And I mean, it was almost like your worst nightmare. If you were to walk up into an attic and see that room, that you would just run back downstairs screaming because there'd right. be a, you know, a serial killer in there or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was okay. great. Good to hear. Um, I went to go and see a panto. It took a while to choose. Several uh, went past me, but uh, I went with Mother Goose Cracks One Out, which is <laughs> which is the Sounds adult right up your street. Yeah, yeah, which is the adult panto that was above the Stag Theatre, uh, and it was absolutely hilarious. I haven't seen an adult panto in a very very long time. I don't think it, I've ever seen one, not a proper one. Yeah, it's it was really very very funny. 
uh, it was just nice to be relaxed. Anyway, we chose to go on New Year's Eve, actually, nice. with some friends. Um, and it was a perfect thing to do on New Year's Eve. So I can highly recommend it. I can't remember when it's on till. I, th- I might still be going. I'm not sure. But uh, really good value and a lot of laughs. I do have to have one criticism, though. Oh, no. OK. Above the stag were very kind and offered everyone there on New Year's Eve a drink, a free drink at the end of the night. Oh, that's generous. Um, and their wine was shitting awful. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry above the stag. But but it was free, surely that was, counts for There's something. a reason it was free because oh. I think it was watered down like I think it was ninety percent water and ten percent blue nun. I mean it was <laughs> Do you think that was somebody having a great idea and then the manager coming in and going, No 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 yeah. no, we need to hold get some water on. in this. Yeah. yeah. Hold on. Do you know how much so, that cost us? Yeah. But it was uh interesting. But thank you very much for the thought. But Mother Goose Cracks One Out is one to go and see. Yeah, in fact, <laughs> I've written it down here. Mother Goose Cracks One Out Above the Stag. And that's exactly what happened. Um, <laughs> but I, I'd like to, I'd like it to be an annual event. It, it, I think um, I think it's a classic. Anyone who's been to Above the Stag Theatre and uh, their pantos before will know that they do some classic, uh, very camp, good fun shows. Anyway... Well, yes. I mean, we've got some shows here. I've certainly been noting a few down because as we've come into the new year, I was thinking there are lots of shows that are actually about to close. So you snooze, you lose. Here is a list of some of the shows that are literally within the next few days about to end. So get your skates on if you want to go and see them. Um, Dream Girls is going to be ending this Saturday. That's still going on at Savoy Theatre. Also, you could probably get some uh, good ticket deals with that. Certainly check out Today Ticks, what's on stage, um, the box office. That's had quite a good run, actually, hasn't it? It's had a very good run. Quite quite a few years. Uh, Kinky Boots, that's going to that's going on until the twelfth as well on at the Adelphi Theatre. Uh, that was the um, Cindy Lauper. She did the music and lyrics for that, inspired by true events, and it's the musical that tells the story of Charlie Price. Uh, one of my favourites, Summer yeah. in Smoke, the Tennessee Williams play. That goes on until the nineteenth. It's at the Duke of York's Theatre. Um, it's the one that where the play, she's um, the character, is trapped between desire and life obligation. Alma meets John, and her world is turned upside down. Definitely, definitely worth going and see that. I would highly recommend it. Also, The Inheritance. Oh, that's sad. It's closing on the 19th. I know, I'm gutted. Oh, I've been no trying account. to go and see that, but it's so difficult to try and get both parts. And I, yeah. Yeah, it's difficult to time, but I yeah. mean, if you can, st- I mean, it's a tight turnaround, that one, but if you can and you haven't, then you should. Did you like that? That was if you can't if you, if you can, can if you haven't then if, you should yeah something okay. like that could, something along those lines yeah. that's on until the nineteenth Noel Coward Theatre um, one of your favourites of last year Anthony and Cleopatra yeah with Rafe and my friend Sophie uh, running until the nineteenth um, yeah one of the highlights for me last year yeah and something we actually I think we mentioned maybe briefly towards the end of last year but um, Pinter at the Pinter. It's this season of uh, Pinter shows playing mm. at the Pinter Theatre. Um, so at the moment, they're on Pinter 5 and Pinter 6. Now, both of these shows are running until January the 26th. Pinter 5, I actually saw a, um, a review of this today with Jane Horrocks and Rupert Graves. is directed by Patrick Marber. The Room, Victoria Station and Family Voices. That's what's playing for Pinter 5. Both meant to be very good. Jane Horrocks, I think, steals the show. I think the room and family voices are a bit dark, whereas Victoria Station maybe has a a little bit more of comedic value. Um, But then one I'm really excited, if I could go and get tickets for this, Pinter 6, Celia Imry and John Sim. It's celebration and party time. That's um, So both of those play, both of 
sorry, pin to five and pin to six, they're playing on alternate days. So you do need to look online if you want to see a specific show and you can go uh, to ATG tickets. They also have a certain amount of tickets per performance for under 30s key workers and those on job seekers allowance. In case really? you fancy that. Yep. Oh, that's br- is that an ATG thing or just because of just at the production? I, wonder. Uh, I think it's just that production. Oh, great. I don't think I've seen it anywhere else for ATG, but yes. What a great So those idea. are the plays that are closing. Mm. And then we've got the ones that are about to open. I know. And then it goes on to Pinter again. So we're on to Pinter 7 with Danny Dyer and Martin Freeman. That starts on January 31st and is the dumb waiter, a one-act play, and two hitmen, Ben and Gus, waiting in a basement room for their assignment. They're arguing over how to make tea and Gus's conversation becomes increasingly nonsensical. Sounds very pinter, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. uh, at the back of the room is a dumb waiter which delivers occasional food orders, small but perfectly formed. It could be considered one of Pinter's best plays. And... Um, that's also playing with um, a slight ache. That's the other one, right? Yes, which that was uh, written in 1961 and it concerns a married couple's dreams and desires, focusing mostly on the husband's fears of the unknown, of growing old and of the other as a threat to his self-identity. So that's Pinter number seven, seven playing at the Pinter Theatre. Good, That's going to be starting on January the 31st. Sorry, no, I ran over your on. words there. Okay. Uh, Danny Dyer and Martin Freeman. That's an interesting yeah. duo. Danny Dyer, fresh out of Panto. Yeah. I mean, um, that's a bit of a contrast, but yeah. Martin Freeman's brilliant. I've seen him in a few things on stage. Yeah, he's. I saw him in Richard III when it was yes. on at the Trafalgar. Yeah, yeah, me too. It was fantastic that's in very that. Very good. I, was, I think we were on stage for that one. Yes. Yeah, that was all. It wasn't immersive, but yeah, you were kind of, You, I guess you were a bit. It was involved. Yeah. Yeah, you were watching the trial and you everything. You could almost touch him. You almost smell him. <laughs> That's just wrong. I'm sorry. Happy New Year. Um, <laughs> now this one, I need to ask six. Six. This is I it starts on January the sixteenth. Now this is the musical from Tudor queens to pop princesses. The six wives of Henry the Eighth uh, finally take the mic to tell their tale, mm. remixing five hundred years of hysterical. Oh, no, God. I'm sorry, historical heartbreak all in the writing, into a 75-minute celebration of sisterly sassitude. Mm. One hour and 15 minutes. And now, quick question. I thought your husband had seen this. Have I got that completely wrong? Six? Yeah. I think I I've know. just made that up in my head. I think you've made that up in your head. Should I'm not sure he him? has. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to ask him. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what I think of that. I, I thought I wanted to go and see it. Where's it on then? Oh, sorry, I haven't written that down. Oh, the I? Arts Theatre. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, the Arts Theatre. Oh, okay. An all-female band. Oh, I see. So it's uh, Power to the Women. Yeah, Power on. to the Women. Yeah. Come on, bring it on. And certainly thought, Power to those six women. Uh, yeah, I thought so last year. Hashtag me too. Darling. <laughs> yeah, sorry, we're in 2019 now. What's the yeah. hashtag this year? Move on. <laughs> um, I don't mean that. Uh, now this is exciting I'm very excited because we're going to go and see this the bells of the extraordinary French musical Notre Dame de Paris will ring out from the Colosseum Wednesday the 23rd to only the 27th of January the internationally acclaimed production plays a celebratory London season marking its 20th birthday Um, it's a French musical playing in the heart of the theatre land with international acclaim from 23 countries to its name First seen in Paris in 1998, this production went on to sell out runs across the world. It's been translated into nine different languages. Um, following the opening of Notre Dame de Paris, the production was commended in the Guinness Book of World Records 2000 for its record success for a musical during its first year. 
Uh, the production is performed with a live orchestra, and of course, it's based on the 1831 novel Notre Dame de Paris by Victor Hugo. So I'm. Uh, so has this played in the West End before? Yes, it has been to London before. Uh, the year 2000, it came to the West End. Okay. Where it did a few weeks, I think. And you're telling me you haven't seen this musical? A musical <laughs> you haven't seen? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, never seen it. So looking forward to that one. <laughs> and when are you going, please? Oh, I don't know. Oh, just in case you're, you know, I'm you're going on fans. holiday. I'm, all I'm thinking about is going on holiday on Friday. So. Uh, excuse me, we're not discussing that. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, okay. This next one I'm also seeing. Oh, for God's sake. Very okay. excited by this. I'm excited by this, actually. I'm going to come with you. Okay. I'm going to hang on your coattails. Okay. Dolly Parton's nine to five. Mm-hmm. Love it. Working nine to five. What a way to make a living. Why aren't you in this? <laughs> Shut up. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, starting on the 28th of January you've written it is inspired <laughs> oh, I, love I hate you you've actually already just read this you've written <laughs> I hate you <laughs> she's written it is inspired by the film now that's can really... I just tell you something <laughs> really I insightful. wrote I hate you're such a dick and we're not <laughs> editing that out right I wrote I wrote <laughs> I wrote that because I was checking to see whether or not it was like a Mamma Mia type thing, but it was a musical that just used the songs that had absolutely nothing to do with anything. But this is a musical inspired by the films rather than just Dolly Parton songs. Yeah, that's That's why that was a note to self. It is inspired by the film. (laughs) It starts the 28th of January. It is inspired by the film (laughs) dot dot dot. Brilliant. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Genuinely looking forward to that. Um, all about Eve. I'm looking forward to this, but yes. I've not yet got tickets. Lily, Lily James, James. Gillian Anderson. Yes. Um, from the 2nd of February. And um, fasten your seatbelts, you've written here. It's going to be a bumpy night. The well, that's, what, so that's what's on the website. Yes. I know you've not made that one. <laughs> I didn't make that up. It is inspired by the film. <laughs> a legendary performer meets her biggest and most beautiful fan, billed as razor sharp, unsettling expose of the internal obsession at the heart of the show at the heart of show business. Now that sounds really good. I know it sounds fantastic. And with those two as well. And Lily James seems to be the name at the moment. I've seen interviews with her everywhere. What's she in? I don't know, she's in loads. But she's in this. But she is the name of the moment. She is the name of the moment. Is there this a go. new production then? Yes. Right, okay. Cool. Yes, very exciting. <laughs> Now, are you excited about this next one? Because it's at your favourite theatre, the National. Oh, the National, <laughs> darling. Uh, Follies. Well, the return of Follies, yes. Um, Starring the fabulous Tracy Bennett. Coming back again, previewing from the 12th of February. If you didn't get to see it this time round, last time round, go and see it this time round. Okay. Fanta- one of the highlights of the National for me with a great orchestra. Uh, really worth seeing. Tracy Bennett, a little story now, came when I went to drama school. Yeah, sit back, have a little sip of I'm, tea. I'm just going to have a Here no, wait for the story. Yeah. Is it inspired by the film? <laughs> no, is it right. inspired by my life? Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, Tracy when Bennett. I was at drama school, Tracy Bennett came in to speak to us as third year students. And to be fair, I didn't know who she was. Well, none of us really knew who she were because we were all ignorant. And, um, and, you know, when you're kind of looking and going, OK, well, I, you know, yeah, OK, we're listening. But you're so arrogant at that time of drama school. And I speak for myself, but I think a lot of us were. <laughs> you kind of go, well, you know, kind of what do you know? And then you, 
This poor woman was standing there imparting her amazing knowledge and brilliance. God only knows what she thought when she was sitting there in front of us third year students all with our arms folded. Oh, kind of no. Going, oh, we're better than you. Well, I don't think we thought we were better than her. That's not it. But I just can't even imagine what she must have seen when she looked out onto our sea of faces in the theatre because we were a bit of a grumpy year. She must have thought, Christ, Apart this is from the like future. Me and my friends. Yeah, this is the future of my business here. Yes, exactly. Oh, and then, But yeah, me, Matt and Ginny, my friends Matt and Ginny, we sat there and we were like, we had our arms folded and we were like, oh, hello Tracy, we're very good. Can you employ me <laughs> work with you? <laughs> anyway, that's my Tracy Bennett story. So she, she's fabulous and we should have listened harder to her. You should have done that. She is fabulous. And uh, well, in that case, I'm surprised she didn't approach you to join her on stage for this one. I know, especially after hearing me sing because I'm sure she listens to this podcast. Of course she does. Yeah. Naturally. She likes a cigarette, doesn't she? Doesn't she? Yeah, I think she's got a cigarette thing going on. <laughs> she, yeah, I thought she's got a croaky voice because of the cigarettes, is not she? Oh, I didn't know that. Maybe that's in my head. <laughs> I thought she had a famous, like, 50-day a habit. Maybe. 50 a day habit. I mean, we didn't get to ask her such questions 21 <laughs> years ago. Well, back then, she, her voice might have it's been probably, pure. Yeah, really good. But it's yeah. obviously very good. She's, you know, she's in Well, the fags, the fags add Dead. a croak to her beautiful voice. Yeah, if you can get away with it <laughs> I'm not selling long this. enough. I'm not selling this, really. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Tracy. Go and see Follies yeah, with Tracy see, Bennett. Tracy, who does some really inspirational talks for young people in theatre... And as a problem with cigarettes. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Drama school. Thank you for coming to see us, Tracy. I'm sorry we were so awful. Yes. <clears throat> I still think you should go and see it if you haven't. Come From Away opens at the end of this month at the Phoenix. Uh, this is a great story. We've mentioned it before. I won't go into it. I saw it on Broadway last year. I can't recommend it enough you go and see it. My parents have booked tickets on have my you? recommendation and you know you're it's always nervous it's always nerve-wracking when you yeah. recommend something to someone isn't it but I, I would recommend this to a wide majority of people it's got a really wide audience so uh go book if you can and then obviously the one the favorite we've been mentioning waitress that is the big musical excitement which is going to be opening next month at the adelphi yeah so I... those are some of the productions that you can go and see yes you what's can what's coming up I was going to add something there. But oh, I'm sorry, I'm no, sorry. No, it's all right. I don't Did think I it, adds, it doesn't add anything to the colour of the podcast. So let's move on. <laughs> what you mean, like our previous work up to this <laughs> point has added a lot of colour. Yeah, it did. Rude words and everything, calling yeah. you names. <laughs> I think we're a bit giddy because we've had three weeks off. Yeah. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. <laughs> yes. Right. Now, exciting things um, that are going to be opening in 2019. I've got tickets. Oh, no, no, no. Go on. You, you need to do one first. You are excited, I am. I'm you? sorry. It's like I've had a coffee and it's first thing in the morning, but no. But no, you haven't. not the case. Um, yeah. So exciting things for this year. Uh, rumour, very, very um, recent rumour about Frozen coming to the West End, finally transferring from Broadway. Um, this is something to get excited about for several reasons, but we'll return to that subject in a moment. In the meantime, <gasps> yes, you have tickets for... <laughs> to go and see Tom Hiddleston in Betrayal, which is very, very exciting. Well I got them just you. before Christmas. I know, I know. Well I got done. some. Well, I've got the cheap seats, obviously. I mean, I think that's... I don't know why I keep justifying that, because I think if you're going to go and see a lot of London theatre, that's what you have to do, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Anyway, he's going to be starring Tom Hiddleston in a revival of Pinter's Betrayal, which okay, is going to be directed by Jamie Lloyd. It's uh, part of the season we were mentioning earlier. Okay. Jamie um, Lloyd, brilliant. Yes, exactly. And it is the full-length culmination of his excellent and revealing season of all of Pinter's shorter work. So there you go. Hiddleston is terrific on stage, as are his performances in Hamlet and Coriolanus. Did you see him in either of those? No. No. Okay. No, I've never seen him on stage. 
Okay. Um, yes, it is interesting casting as Robert, the betrayed husband rather than the lover in the play. That is the story of an affair which famously unfolds backwards. And the other two characters in the triangle have yet to be announced. So that's going to be playing at the Harold Pinter Theatre from March the 5th. Mm, Exciting. I, I hope wait. he's as good. I hope he lives up to his previous efforts on the theatre stage. It's a very smouldering picture of him on the website. Yeah. yeah. With his long, curly, blonde hair. Yes, you, you have looked at that for too long. <laughs> Dear Evan Hansen, of course, is due in the autumn. Nothing more to say on that other than it's a brilliant thing. And when the details are announced, we shall be covering it. And I'd love to interview someone who's going to be involved in that production. That would be very exciting. Yeah, so uh, when... You probably already know, surely, if you... Do you think they do that sort of thing this early? Yeah, probably, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe they're be. in the midst of casting. Yes. Maybe the lead characters. You don't have to be on stage, of course. You could be involved in the production anyway. We'd love to talk to you. Yeah. Um, so the Antipodes is going to come to the National in October, so a little bit later in the year. This is a production... Uh, that has been in New York, has already been on Broadway. The New York Times described it as a play about professional storytellers brainstorming in a conference room, and they said it was in all ways fabulous. No. Yes. Always fabulous. In all ways fabulous. Okay. So there's a bit, of a, a bit of excitement around that, which is why I mention it. And where's that going to be playing? Have you At said that National. already? I've I'm said sorry. that already. Thank you sorry. for listening to me. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> on to some further news. Um, I'm hanging on your every word. Just yeah. don't know, please, after you. <laughs> in, in, in memoriam of hashtag me two ladies first. <laughs> well, this isn't actually anything to do with London, but I thought us theatre lovers might like to hear a little bit more about it. In just under six weeks, the RSC summer season tickets are going to go on sale. So the season was announced last September, but tickets will be on sale around the beginning of February. Um, so it's got, you've got As You Like It, The Taming of a Shrew, Measure for Measure. And all three of those productions will play at the Royal Shakespeare Theatre up in Stratford. And then they're going to tour uh, in rep for the first time to six regional theatres in 2019. So okay. have a look on the RSC website if you want to find out if it's coming to a theatre near you. I've never seen any of those, actually, which I feel terrible for. No, I don't No, I haven't either. No. OK. Enough said. <laughs> Listen to the enthusiasm. Sir Ian McKellen is doing his fantastic one-man show. I say fantastic. I don't know that it is, but I can guarantee it will be. Yeah, you just guess. Yes. He's going to be talking about himself and his life. Um, one particular date is at the Old Vic. You've highlighted this on the 17th of February. Yes, yes, yes. He will be, yeah, he will be there standing there talking about his life because he's celebrating his 80th birthday. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's going to be, br I mean, God, can you imagine the stories he's got? It's oh, I mean, and some of the people that he's worked with, Maggie Smith, Albert Finney, Derek Jacobi, Robert Stevens. Uh, he has been in Panto. He has been at the Old Vic. He's been at the National RSC, just about everything. Yeah. Plus, of course, Gandalf. So he's going to be discussing that too. Yeah. Um, loads of anecdotes. But what I like about this is that the profits are going to benefit plans to improve access facilities at the Old Vic. But also, I think he was secretly listening to our first podcast. Of course he was. About losing the theatre. Yeah. One of our very first podcasts, we were discussing, well, I was moaning about the fact there weren't enough, the queues going into ladies' toilets in general in London theatre. I know why historic buildings etc etc anyway the old vic has now got um a cause to start getting money 
to try and increase the numbers of ladies' lavatories so that they can have an interval drink and go to the toilet all in one go. You don't have to stand there and then either not have a drink or not go to the toilet and then be crossing your legs for the second half. So all of the profits from this are going to improve access facilities at the Old Vic and double the number of ladies' loos. Thank you very much indeed, Sir Ian. Brilliant. And of course, um, I like the fact you've highlighted his Old Vic performance as well because they've just started doing a £10 ticket scheme. Yes, which is very exciting. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yes, all to do with their partnership with PWC. And they basically, um, they are passionate about inspiring the new audience to experience theatre and are delighted uh, through their partnership with PWC that they can offer at least half of all seats priced at £10 for the first five previews of every production. So I can tell you today, no, sorry, yesterday... Um, at noon, the ticket preview tickets for the American Clock went on sale, and you know, so for the next season or the next performance, those tickets will go on five weeks in advance at midday. But you need to sign up. So if you want to get an email, which I did this morning, it says, "Don't forget, be ready at twelve o'clock," and you okay. go online, and it's very easy to sign up and you get, get in like there. an alert. Exactly. Okay, great. Ten pounds can't beat it. Um, just briefly going back to toilets. Yes. Uh, above the sag had unisex these. Okay. Is that not an answer to some of the problem? Yeah. Yeah. If all the losers are made unisex. Yeah. I could be selfish and say, actually, that means men will have to wait a lot longer than they're used to. But Or you could have, yes, that's true. Or you could have three sets of toilets, men, women and unisex, because not everybody feels comfortable going in a unisex toilet. No, that's true. Anyway. There you go. Food for thought. <laughs> yes. In the meantime, thank you, Sarian, for funding some more loos. <laughs> Thanks for the bogs. Yes. Oh, something I'm very excited about... Well, kind of excited because unfortunately can't go because tickets are sold out. But Killian Murphy is coming to London. Yes, the, the, I told you've, you told about me, this? you've told me about this because you love Killian Murphy. Mm, can't be a bit, a bit. Oh my oh, goodness! You, you can't even speak. That's how. <laughs> that's how much of an effect he has. Oh, on you. my legs are weak. My knees are knocking. <laughs> oh gosh, what a what what an image. <laughs> you can't beat a bit of Killian. There you go. There you go. Oh, sorry, I got that out. Grief is the thing with feathers. He is going to be performing at the Barbican. Yes, it is apparently. From the 25th of March to the 13th of April, based on the novel by Max Porter, it is a heart-wrenching medication, medication, meditation of love, loss and living. Uh, just under 90 minutes, no interval. And the Irish Times has said this is a production that will stay with you until long after the curtain call. And then I put in big capital letters, it's sold out. Sold out. Out. But I don't know whether Barber can have maybe a waiting system. I have clicked on the button that says, you know, inform me when tickets become available. But whether that will happen or not, I don't know. But uh, just to let you know, he's in London yes. soon. I would imagine they have a queue for returns. So that's probably yeah. a safe one to do. Yeah. The queue will be long, I'm maybe sure. Maybe day seats, yeah. Now, this is, um, this oh, is interesting. Yes. Drury Lane. So 42nd Street has now closed. It's been on there for a while. We had, do you remember, we had a bit of secret gossip about that when we met with um, the interviewee for next week's podcast. We did, We did, yes. didn't we? Yes. I'm trying to think what Can we say it was. Can we say it? I don't know. Whisper to me. What is it? Mouth it to me. It was about how long it's been running and how. There's a little clue for you. Anyway, okay. that's a discussion for us when we stop recording. Um, so, yeah, 42nd Street is now closed at Theatre Royal Drury Lane. 
Um, and a two-year transformation is now underway, thanks to Mr. Lloyd Webber. It's going to be restored and re-imagined. 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 Um, now, listen, there are unconfirmed reports going around that Frozen is going to be the first show to premiere here when it <gasps> plans to transfer over here next year. No doubt that that might happen because that will be riding on the release of Frozen 2, which is due out uh, for Christmas. So we'll wait to see that fine detail. Um, but I was reading about the ins and outs of Transforming the Jury Lane, and apparently it's one of the most haunted theatres in the West End. Oh, exciting. I love it. Yeah. Now, this will give you the willies. There are, <laughs> Will it? There are, <laughs> at least according to tour guides, some 500 ghosts in the theatre. Five. 500? Yeah. What happened there? Was it like a cemetery before or something? Well, or? it's been there in several forms since 1663. So you can imagine it must have quite a history. Apparently wow. there's a man in grey who appears during matinees in a long grey coat and hat. During renovations in the 1840s, a skeleton in grey rags with a knife through his heart was discovered on the spot where the ghost disappears through a wall on the left of the auditorium. I love stuff like it's this. It's great, isn't it? This is brilliant. And there's another ghost who smells of lavender. Oh. Because apparently he was incontinent and used essential oil to mask it. But who are these people? Why do we know this? How do we know a ghost was incontinent? Uh, these are, uh, th- this information has been sourced from various tour guides. Okay. But yeah, quite. I don't know. There are floating nuns, apparently, which is a legacy of the 13th century convent from which the Covent Garden takes its name. Who knew? Oh, and look, the theatre is built on its graveyard. Well... There we go. Would you have gone had you known this? Yes, I love stuff like this. Yeah. Top of the list for the renovation, meanwhile, is the stage. Apparently, some of the machinery beneath it is still steam-powered. Wow. And the auditorium, as well, is going to get a bit of a a do-over because the seats there um, are going to be closer to the actors, apparently. Key to the redesign are new social areas. So Cecil Beaton's bar, My Fair Lady, for which Beaton designed the costumes, opened at the Theatre Royal with Rex Harrison and Julie Andrews in 1958, takes its look from his pastel-hued fashion photography. Vinegar Yard, a narrow 17th century alleyway behind the theatre, will now become a new rustic hangout. Uh, Great attention has been paid to retaining the building's original features, apparently. And the reimagining of the theatre is as much about the future as the past. Now, Lloyd Webber did a great job, I think, with The Other Palace. Another yes, plug we for love The that Other place. Palace. Yeah. Uh, so I think he's taken some of his ideas there to what he's going to do here um, for the building. After its reopening in late 2020, it'll be accessible for up to 14 hours a day to anyone. So you can just pop in there to check your emails, hold some meetings, have an afternoon tea. And it says here, even a Negroni. Yes, please. Thank you very much. Thank you. Both like a Negroni with a Campari. What a good idea. So he's, because he's done a similar thing with the other palace, hasn't it? Lloyd Webber, where he's opened it up. And so he's made it, it's not like you would just go in there to see the show to it's see the show you would go in and actually sit down and have a meeting mm. and you can I think that's a really good idea I it makes theatre nice. more accessible because whenever we've done that there you always see people from the production milling around yeah which makes it really exciting it does so let's hope that that's the case for um, this so that's really exciting yes fingers crossed so two years we've got to wait for that yeah 2020 fantastic good news um, so Broadway on to Broadway and a record breaking Christmas the 39 shows playing in the week ending December the 30th grossed a total 
here we go, $57,807,272, which marks a new record because it surpassed last year's final tally of 50.4 million. That is absolutely phenomenal. I mean... I can't believe it. I mean, it's great. For a week. Just yeah, for I mean. one week. One week. Yeah. So some of the highlights, of course, Hamilton, The Lion King and Wicked, mm. um, Keep It Going Out, they surpassed over 3 million in that week. Um, Hamilton led the pack with $4 million and 41000 in just eight performances. Wow. While the latter two of those, The Lion King and Wicked, played nine performances each. They trailed slowly behind. Frozen, Aladdin and The Lion King keeping things going then. So Disney doing really well. And of course we have the celebratory Mean Girls to Kill a Mockingbird and Harry Potter the Cursed Child, which at $2 million also set a new weekly record for the highest grossing play in Broadway history. Wow. So, wow, pretty, wow, wow. pretty good, one could say. And also a few highlights for the first part of 2019 as well. True West is on in the West End at the moment, but on Broadway it's going to be opening on January the 24th at the American Airlines Theatre. Um, this is exciting, starring Oscar and Tony nominee and, of course, very well-known actor Ethan Hawke and the Golden Globe nominee Paul Dano starring in the new production of Sam Shepard's play, uh, directed by James MacDonald, who directed The Children, and the play follows rival rivalrous brothers charged with house-sitting their mother's home. Yeah. And in the West End, it's got Kit Harrington from Game of Thrones and Johnny Flynn, who mm-hmm. was on in something over the Christmas holidays. Both very good, and it's getting very good reviews as well. Yeah, that sounds Sorry. exciting. So that one's op- that opens January 24th. Yeah. This one I would love to see. This is called Hillary and Clinton. So previews for this begin March the 16th at the John Golden Official Theatre. Opens uh, on April 18th. This is starring Laurie Metcalf and John Lithgow as the political power couple um, in a play directed by the Tony Award winner Joe Mantello exploring the politics of marriage and gender roles as a woman named Hillary fights to salvage her bid for president of the US. I'd love to see that. That sounds amazing. You're not heading over there at that time, are you, or anything? Well, do you know, with the previous one you mentioned, this one and the next one, I think it's a reason to go visit Broadway, you know. I'll come in your suitcase. Thank you. (laughs) 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 Yes, we're keeping that in. Brilliant. (laughs) Anyway. And the final one. This is exciting because it's on at the Old Vic as well. All my sons. (laughs) Previews begin at the American Airlines Theatre. So that's obviously playing after True West. Because previews begin on April the 4th of, um, yes, of the... Arthur Miller play, which is starring over on Broadway Annette Benning and Tracy Letts, uh, directed by Tony winner Jack O'Brien. In the aftermath of World War II, the Kelly, sorry, Keller family struggles to stay intact and to fight for their future when a long hidden secret threatens to emerge. This is going on in the West End, starring Bill, Bill Pullman and Sally Field. Can you stop Bill it? Bill Pullman and Sally Field. Yeah, brilliant. Good stuff. <laughs> well, there we go. Good old Broadway. Uh, definitely <laughs> worth visiting and you're welcome in my suitcase anytime you like thank you no problem oh it's been a show today hasn't it, has. it? look at that we've oh. rabbited on for quite a while um sorry i did i didn't take anything but i haven't even been drinking so it's, no but i so think I we deserve some wine or something after that yeah, we're in a um, we've probably lost all our listeners but if you'd like to join us next week the exciting news is that we are going to be speaking to uh actor hayden oakley um, we had a really lovely conversation with him before Christmas 
and uh, I can highly recommend having a listen because really really interesting stuff and the, yeah. the productions he, he's been in are, are endless but real top quality stuff yeah he had a good bit of gossip he was and just a very friendly chap really engaging and yeah. also gave a good kind of behind the scenes idea of what it's like or what it took for him to make his professional debut in life and then move on onwards and upwards yeah very modest young man definitely so well worth listening out for that's going to be next week in the meantime have a lovely week we'll speak to you then Bye-bye. bye bye